Welcome to the e-commerce field podcast, the show dedicated to helping seven figure plus store owners build incredible businesses and amazing lives. I'm your host, Andrew Darian. And today on the show, I thought we'd talk about something that's been in the news a little bit recently, or at least it's come on my radar, and that's Amazon's growing PPC business. So if you follow headlines for Amazon, you'll notice that they're their PPC division is really, they're getting a lot more revenue from it. You know, I think it's something like almost double the revenue they've, they've generated from PPC has almost doubled over the last last year. They're growing in market share where places like, you know, Google are, are, are shrinking, you know, losing some of their market share in the, in the PPC space. And so I thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about that, what's going on in that space, and also chat with someone who knows the Amazon PPC world really well, Marshall Hayes from Amplio Digital, and just get a sense from him on what's what's happening. Like, What's changing? What kind of uh, things can we expect coming down the pipe and any predictions? And yeah, just kind of check in there because there's some stuff happening in that space. And so that's that's what we got on the podcast today. Before we jump in, though, I want to give a big thank you to the team over at Liquid Web who makes the show possible. And if you're running WooCommerce and you're not on Liquid Web, you're almost certainly either A, spending way too much time dealing with your servers and trying to optimize them for decent performance, or B, you are hating the performance you're getting and spending way too much time with technical headaches. So Liquid Web gives you really the best of both worlds, the ability to have the flexibility of open source WooCommerce and run it in an environment that mimics a SaaS environment that does auto upgrades, that's optimized for WooCommerce, uh, optimized on a, on a code level for, for speed and, and scalability. So if you get hit with traffic, you don't have to worry about going down. So check them out if you're on Woo, awesome place at ecommerce2.com forward slash Liquid Web. And then secondly, a big thank you to our friends over at Clavio. Uh, Clavio, who lets you build meaningful relationships with your customers by understanding and responding to personalized cues. So, I mean, it's the whole whole idea of right message to the right person at the right time. And that's what Clavio lets you do. You can figure out who's interested in, let's say you've got, you know, seven or eight different sub-segments in your customers. Based on what products they buy, you can automatically put them into a post-purchase flow. Or you can, you know, retarget people who purchase a certain product via email uh, to buy an accessory or another product that might be a good fit. So, these guys are the kings of letting you send the perfect message to the right person via email. And they're super popular in our community, the most popular e-commerce platform for email marketing. If you're not using them, you should give them a try. You can get started for free and test them out at ecommercefuel.com forward slash Clavio. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. All right, let's go ahead and get into today's discussion. Marshall, so I have to, I have to lead with something that I saw today. Um, someone posted in the e-commerce field forums, and I don't know if you'd seen it before, but your reaction to it was priceless when when I showed it to you before we hit the record button. And that was a uh, a little animated GIF of a sponsored ad on Amazon. Somebody clicks it. So this is someone trying to sell beanbag chairs. Let's say they're paying Amazon PPC. The user clicks on the ad. And it goes to the product page, but before it fully loads, a little pop-up for Amazon loads over the product page, trying to redirect the user to one of their own private, to one of Amazon's own private label brands. So, uh, pretty egregious. Like at, at the best of cases, egregious. The worst, just like downright potentially evil and criminal. Because I've never seen that. Have you? Is this something you've seen before? Like, have you seen this specific type of thing on Amazon PPC before? This very specific thing? No, but things like it. Yeah. And I think my two comments, you, you said like, oh, that'll drive people away from advertising. And my, my comment there was really, 
it probably won't drive people away from advertising because it's all about the returns, but it will inspire hate, like just more hate in Amazon. <laughs> like, that's definitely going to happen. And then my second comment was like, well, I'm not sure when, but they're definitely going to get sued for this. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, it seems a little crazy. You said you haven't seen this exact thing, but you've seen others like it. What do you mean? Like, what other similar behavioral patterns similar to this have you seen? Yeah, so if you go to Amazon and you just search, like, you search something, and then in the search results, they'll throw the sponsored ads up top, and then they'll throw their own brand, Amazon Basics or whatever. You know, they have, like, a couple hundred brands now their own brand above all of the organic search results, and then they'll put the organic search results in. So stuff like that is just not cool. It's kind of like what happened with Google with the search result pages, just getting all the organic listings are never above the fold anymore. It's just been pushed down by PLA ads and by by Google ads in general, and kind of a similar thing happening. Yeah, I would say it's kind of similar. I, w- I would say also, it's not too dissimilar from the like $2 billion fine or whatever that Google got in the EU for messing with search results like this. So I'm just wondering when it's going to happen in Amazon. Interesting. What you know? So Amazon, they just came out with their, or I don't know about just, but recently reported publicly that their their advertising revenue doubled year over year. So from 2018. And, you know, I think their their market share of all online advertising went from like 6% to 8%. So not, I mean, definitely lower than than other platforms. Google, I think, is at 38%. But the trend from this next year is projected Google's going to lose a percent, go from 38 to 37 of all online spend, whereas Amazon's going to increase by, you know, uh, the 33% in terms of market share. So is that, do you see... Like obviously it's a trend happening there. Do you see this just being something where where merchants are spending a little bit more on the platform and so it just is kind of a natural byproduct? Or do you see with the PPC interface on Amazon that Amazon is actively investing in the platform, putting more of a focus to promote it, investing in tools? Like is it something they're spent they're spending a lot more time and energy on? Oh yeah. I mean I would I would liken this to in Amazon terms to their AWS business. Like I, I think it's like twenty-two billion dollars in in AWS business now, or something like that. Amazon's gonna Amazon advertising is gonna be much bigger than that. I mean, they're gonna be I don't know fifty billion plus. I would bet. I don't know the timeline on that. Years for sure, not more than ten years. But Amazon's definitely gonna be is a, I think is the third largest advertiser now online, and then will probably grow to like. Facebook-ish size depends on a lot of like, regulation that's happening on Facebook. But Amazon's investing a ton into the platform, just like they've done with AWS. They're making it better. They're making it more detailed. They're rolling out, you know, Amazon Attribution, which you know we'll see. I'm sure the initial version is going to suck, and I've seen a different version before this one that sucked, but it'll get better over time. And then through their like DSP, you can do you know many many things that you weren't able to do a year ago and they didn't even really have like a DSP three years ago. So there's different ad types, there's different targeting, it's getting more complex. And how I usually talk about it is like, well, in AdWords, you can pull like thousands of levers. And in Amazon, two years ago, you could pull like 10 levers. And now you can pull like hundreds of levers. So you can try a lot of different things now. You said Amazon attribution they're rolling out. Can you can you talk about what that means like for someone who's not in the space or not using that? What what is what is what is that? 
Yeah, sure. So basically Google Analytics, like think of it like that. And now Google Analytics has been around for, I don't even know how long, maybe a decade or more. I'm not sure. Oh, they're, they're like the original gangster of analytics. They've been around since, yeah, a long time. <laughs> they're like kind of, I mean, they bought other companies and integrated them, but yeah. So basically like that for Amazon. So let's, let's measure and see, you know, how much your Facebook ads are actually driving success on Amazon and stuff like that. So in the long run, you will have some sort of platform like a Google analytics on Amazon. And they're starting that with like Amazon attribution. So in the short run, uh, it's only in beta. I'm not sure if everybody can get in or not. I mean, we're in with like a few of our clients and stuff, but in the short run, it's probably not going to be that helpful. And the first iteration of it would just sucked and didn't really give us any data, but they'll be getting a lot, lot better. And you'll be able to analyze, you know, true omni-channel. So, you know, how your email marketing, your Facebook ads, your Google AdWords, your Amazon and your own e-commerce store all like integrated together so you can see some of this data. And it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be beautiful, but they're really headed in that direction because right now Amazon's just such a black box and you need to be able to understand the platform a bit more to really hone in, dial in your marketing. And you mentioned DSP. What does that stand for? And what is that? Can you talk a little more about that? DSP stands for demand side platform. So it's basically you run display ads on Google. You can do that on on Amazon as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that simple, I guess. There's a lot of DSPs out there. I'll throw out like the trade desk is one that's public that do I have to like disclose that I'm invested in the trade desk? <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's, that's actually a really good. And basically it's just a way to run display ads. And then everybody's got their own like model on how to slice and dice demographics on how to do that, how to do retargeting and stuff like that. We now in, in Amazon DSP can actually run retargeting on specific ASINs. So if, if somebody visits your detail page, leaves your detail page, we can retarget those people on Amazon now, which is like a new thing we've just been able to do. So stuff like that. That's what DSP allows you to do. I see. And then you talked about just uh, the expansion of different types of targeting and ad types. Targeting, I think, is the most interesting one. What kind of new targeting options have they rolled out over the last 6 to 12 months? Yeah, well, they've rolled like over the last, let's say, two to three years, they've rolled out like you know, a bunch of stuff and then are like taking it back. So they're, I think they're ending product display ads. I'm not really sure total status on that, but really the two main ad types are your, what they're calling sponsored products and sponsored brands, which used to be called HSAs. Sponsored brands is just at the top of a search results page, like a banner ad that has, you know, your brand and your product on it or something like that. And then sponsored products is keyword, mostly keyword based, when somebody searches for turmeric, you can show up for as the first result for turmeric, basically just very similar to Google's AdWords. So those are like the two main ad formats, but running like Amazon DSP, there's other things. There's there's like placements on you know specific pages, like deal pages or on like holiday pages. There's even video in search. So they're doing some things. So I'm just going to keep using turmeric for the whole uh, time here, mostly because I'm very inflamed from snowboarding yesterday and I had turmeric today. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so if you search like turmeric and you scroll down, they might place a video saying like, you know, benefits of turmeric or something like that in, in the search results. 
So video and search is something that's relatively new. The Amazon advertising team was pushing that a lot, although it wasn't like getting a ton of spend. I don't know. There's there's a bunch more, but those are like the basics, I guess. Is there any areas of of Amazon advertising right now among all these different ad types and, and different things you're talking about? that you're seeing outsized returns on where if someone's going to say, Hey, I'm going to really just focus on one area of Amazon for my ad spend for for paid traffic on Amazon. Is there one that performs better than the rest or is it, 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 that's, it's not, not that easy. Like where's the opportunity on Amazon right now for paid traffic? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, with kind of PDAs being in limbo, we saw some like really cool things, PDAs where, we're targeting, let's use turmeric again. Uh, we're targeting like cookbooks and stuff like that with our product on that detail page. Those things like still happen. So when you're getting into like more creative strategies, those are driving outsized returns now, especially as Amazon just opens up. Like anytime Amazon's like, oh yeah, we just released this thing, like a new ad type or new ad format. What tends to happen is like nobody's using it today or not many people are. So clicks or impressions or whatever tend to be a little bit cheaper. And then they get more and more expensive as that kind of gets crowded. So if you think like up until I think last quarter or the quarter before, basically CPCs on Google have been climbing um, pretty consistently. So like that... That's because more and more advertisers are like dialing in their marketing and stuff like that. And you can bid, you know, $55 on a click for like home mortgage or something like that because your funnel is so good that you know that you'll convert 30% of those people or something like that. What are you seeing for average return on ad spend on Amazon? I got a little preview for State of the Merchant. I talked about this at e-commerce fuel live haven't published report yet though but it seemed like amazon ads had a, a pretty decent return on ad spend relative to definitely relative to facebook and were on par with with google adwords and it was about a 4x median from people who reported is that kind of roughly what you see or is it too is it too hard to be able to obviously you're gonna have variation from clients to clients but if you had to average it out like just you know what do you see for for return on ad spend across the board on amazon yeah, so not not just our clients, but from your state of the merchant data, I've got another you know Amazon Insights report that represents I think it's about eleven billion dollars in GMV in gross merchandise value that's sold from a ton of sellers. It's 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 around there. It's between like three and six x. But the the like measurement of that you know is kind of challenging because it's not it's not as clear or precise, like you can, you can dial in attribution on other channels. You can make your own attribution models and stuff like that. You can't really do that on Amazon. So, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say right in line with your uh, state of the merchant report around, you know, four, four X or so. And it just depends on the brand. So Marshall, what we talked about some of the features that Amazon has kind of rolled out uh, Amazon attribution or will be coming soon. Some of the new different types of ad types and targeting you alluded to, but tactically in terms of how you're managing your clients accounts and, and, and Amazon spend, are you guys doing anything fundamentally different today compared to what you were doing 12 months ago? Like in terms of the strategy, are there some tactics that aren't working, some things that you're doing differently to based on the way Amazon's algorithm has changed? What changes if, if someone's, someone has a, a store, they're selling on Amazon and they're running ads right now, they haven't touched it in six to 12 months? Uh, what what should they be worried about in terms of kind of getting on the ball in terms of the strategy? Uh, yeah, not, not touching it. They should be worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but yeah, like we've, 
I'd say process, you know, we have definitely more process that's worked better for us. It used to be like, you can just check in on accounts and things are doing relatively well. I'd say if you're not doing it today, just a couple of good tacks or like separate your brand and your non-brand traffic, super important so that you can get like accurate data. Because oftentimes, you know, your brand keywords are going to be 10x plus ROI and your non-brand keywords are going to be one to 4x ROI right? Like that happens a lot. So separate that out. That's like really key. But in terms of like other changes that we've seen, especially with our larger advertiser, I was, I was super shocked at this. So we actually run more search and display ads together. And I was, I'm such like a direct response focused person. And I mean, you've had Bill on the podcast, I don't know how many times and like him and I've worked together for a long time. And it's always like, okay, directly, like after they click this ad, then they make a purchase and that's how we measure ROI. But in one of our clients, he's 20 plus million in revenue on Amazon alone. We were, when we first engaged with them, you know, months or a year ago or something, basically asked them all the questions like, okay, you, you've actually grown pretty substantially. Uh, we're going to help you out with one part of your business, just the advertising. Like, what have you done to really grow your brand? And we looked at, you know, SKU count. Do you have twice as many SKUs as you did the year before? Like, no, virtually the same. How about average selling price? Did that go down or up in the last year? Like, no, that stayed the same. So we looked at all these different angles for this client. And what they said was display ads. Like we started running display ads in their, their search, their branded search traffic went up like 100, 140%, something like that. So typically when we're running ads, uh, we really like to look at just, and somebody clicks this, then they buy something. But when you're running display, it's a very different tack than when you're running search um, because it's much, it's a bit higher funnel. So the real question is like, or one way to measure it is, can I run display ads and then the amount of times my brand, right channel radios, is searched on Amazon goes up by 100%, right? And what's that worth to me? Kind of starting to wrap up here, but any predictions on the future of paid traffic on Amazon in terms of, you mentioned, kind of a, you know, talked about something like Amazon attribution, things like that, but any other predictions about things you think are going to happen or not happen on the platform? Amazon's going to make more money. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty safe bet. It's going to get much more complicated and it's going to be harder for people to make money. And it's going to be more and more important to run advertising. Like you just won't really have a successful business without running ads on Amazon. Like you just won't. Can you talk a little bit about Amplio Digital, the company you run for for helping manage people's ads? Sure. Yeah. So I founded Amplio, Amplio Digital about five years ago. And I started just, I wanted to help entrepreneurs grow their companies and hooked up with Bill D'Alessandro, who's in the forum. And we basically kind of started our company side by side. It was kind of awesome. Like, at least I thought it was awesome. Maybe he does. <laughs> We're like in his living room, you know, and he'd work on his company. I'd work on mine. And then we'd talk about like our skill sets, mine more on the marketing side, his more on like, I don't know, the getting shit done side. Like he's he's a pretty productive person. We help people optimize their entire Amazon store. We help them optimize their advertising. And we're doing a lot more omni-channel work now. So helping people like integrate their whole e-commerce strategy with Amazon and stuff like that as we're seeing the market kind of shift to having that need as Amazon picks up more and more steam. Awesome. Well, Marshall, you for wrapping up on a, a quick lightning round here? Yeah, yeah. 
Great. So feel free to just reply uh, with one word or one sentence answers. And first question is, what's something you've changed your mind about recently, apart from uh, the digital, you know, running a display ads that you just mentioned earlier? Yeah, aside from display ads, uh, that would be work-life balance. I just genuinely didn't really believe in that. And I was like, I'm fine and I can work 100 hours a week. And uh, let's say now I believe in work-life balance. <laughs> 100 hours a week for, for, for a while, will do it to you. What are you currently spending too much money on? Probably my apartment. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here with like views of the Flatirons, which are the mountains of Boulder and so awesome. But it, it costs way too much money. <laughs> What's something you're not spending enough money on? Up until about two months ago, my own like health and wellness. Uh, now it's massages, float tanks, therapists, stuff like that. And I'm actually really excited making a ton of progress. Cool. What's, uh, what's the maximum number of days you feel comfortable wearing a pair of jeans without washing them? Like me personally, I think the CEO of Levi's said, never wash your jeans. I used to wash them every single time I wore them, but I every could probably... Time. Yeah, it was crazy. Then I was like, what am I doing? So probably about 30 days. 30 days. Nice. What's one of the top three things on your bucket list, something you want to do before you die? Kiteboarding. Yeah, that would be super awesome. If there's any ECF kiteboarders out there who want to show me the ropes, that'd be great. I know you're a rock climber, so... Uh... This will be a either or. Who's your favorite rock climber or where's your favorite place to rock climb? I would go with like rock climbing videos. Like if you haven't watched a rock climbing movie, Free Solo or uh, Don Wall are like super amazing. I was really impressed with those. Uh, but favorite place was Red Rocks in Las Vegas. That was super cool. Uh, Free Solo was amazing. Even if you have no interest in rock climbing, it's just an impressive movie to watch. Yeah. I was like at a dance club last week, uh, which is an abnormal thing for me. And the chick was like yelling in my ear about how cool Free Solo was. She wasn't even a climber. And I was like, I don't know why you're talking about this, but wow. <laughs> nice. Well, Mr. Marshall, thanks, man. Thanks for, for sharing what, uh, what you see in the Amazon world, especially with, with paid traffic. And if, if you're looking for someone to, to manage your spend on Amazon well and take the heavy lifting off the shoulders of you, check them out. Amplio Digital is, is Marshall's company. Marshall, thank you so much, sir. If you're listening to this and you own your own e-commerce business, and chances are probably pretty good that you do if you've gotten this far through the episode, you need to check out our private community for store owners. It's a, a vetted group of over a thousand store owners and experienced professionals. And the reason it's different is, is just like I mentioned, it's vetted. We go through and we require all new members have a seven-figure business. They actually have experience in the space. And we go through and we review all applications to make sure everyone's legit when they come in. And then once everyone gets inside, it's not a free-for-all. We, we moderate in ways where if people are being jerks or you know behaving inappropriately, we toss them out. If people come in and do nothing but ask questions, we toss them out. We really value experience. We value reciprocity. And it's a place where you're going to be able to connect with other store owners to learn what's working, but also make good friends. Like some of my best friends I have met through this community. And I know that others can say that as well. So if you're interested in learning more and applying for membership, you can do that at ecommercefuel.com forward slash form. That's F-O-R-U-M. And also, again, want to just say a big thank you to the two sponsors that make this show possible. First to Clavio, who makes email marketing automation incredibly easy and powerful. You can learn more about them and get started for free at ecommercefuel.com forward slash Clavio. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. And also to Liquid Web, who offers hands down the absolute best place to host your WooCommerce store online with plans starting at just 39 bucks. So if you want to learn more about them and how they can supercharge your WooCommerce site, you can learn more at ecommercefuel.com forward slash Liquid Web. Thanks so much for tuning into the show, listening. Really appreciate you and looking forward to catching you again 
next Friday. Want to connect with and learn from other proven e-commerce entrepreneurs? Join us in the e-commerce fuel private community. It's our tight knit vetted group for store owners with at least a quarter million dollars in annual sales. You can learn more and apply for membership at ecommercefuel.com. Thanks so much for listening. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you.